This is The Rest is PR with Lyle Fulton and Jackie Balls. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to The Rest is PR. My name, as it will always be, barring incident, is Lyle Fulton, and I'm joined, as I obviously hope I always will be forevermore, the wonderful Jackie Vaughan joins me today. Jackie, how are you this fine, wait for it, Wednesday morning? So we're playing... Really, we're really bucking the trend here, aren't we? Bucking the trend. Although, I mean, now we're 50 plus episodes in, listeners, which we're absolutely... Listen to us. Which is extraordinary, isn't it? I mean, like, you know, popularity necessarily breeds longevity, right? So we're absolutely <laughs> delighted that we've uh, we've managed to sort of you've stuck with us for 50 plus episodes, listeners. Um we're 50 <laughs> plus episodes in. And I'm sort of trying to sort of go back through the annals of history to see whether or not we've ever recorded on a Wednesday morning. I'm gonna venture a guess as to say we haven't. So how are you? on this a very unique Wednesday morning how was your week we haven't recorded on a Wednesday morning because normally on Wednesday mornings I'm in my upholstery class there you go which might be like a a two-fold revelation for our listeners we've never recorded on a Wednesday morning and Jackie Vores goes to upholstery class Uh, (laughs) I'm sure we've revealed that before I'm sure we talked about it because I think we've been talking about sort of you know giving yourself another skill or exercising your brain in a different way but yeah so school's out for summer which is why my chair my chair for next year's project is there which there you is go scary scary thought that chair how have the first few days of summer holidays been then have they been okay have you been coping well just before we started the pod obviously little arlo wandered in and he got short shrift and backed <laughs> out very quickly so that's the sort of that's an indicator of poor arlo's summer which because i'm still obviously working but yeah, it's uh, I, I've been frantically trying to find things for him to do before the wedding madness hits. Absolutely right. And yeah, no, I, I can confirm to the listeners that uh, Arlo is left in no uncertain terms as to uh, <laughs> as to the fact that the room that Jackie finds herself in was a no go zone for the next 45 minutes. But we're delighted to have uh, Jackie with us. No and, swear words no, no swear words were said. I can confirm that listeners. No swear words, no expletives were used. <laughs> Something. And this is just a really loose segue. I'm trying to That's trying to maintain okay. segue. I know you've been struggling. You've been trying to find a segue in all of this. Just I'm trying to find a segue. Just like the cogs are ticking. I, 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 one of my loosest segues in recent history is that something Arlo could do is he could explore the wonderful world of our newest iteration of the World Wide Web, couldn't he? That's something he could do. He could sort of hands on that. It's not bad, is it? You know, I'm quite proud of myself. And that actually <laughs> segues us on nicely. Segway clacks and listeners to our guest for today and we're absolutely delighted to have this guest on the podcast with us finally might I say by the way because we've been after getting this guest on the podcast for quite some time it's the first guest we've had on listeners as well in quite some time who is part of our brilliant Demozo team but she's so much more besides looking absolutely fabulous this Wednesday morning is the fantastic Camilla Perkis White Camilla welcome how are you this fine Wednesday morning good morning good morning yeah, I'm feeling good. It's finally a sunny day in summer, and I'm thrilled to be sharing the mic with the two legends. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, I mean, you're already one of my favorites. That's the first time we've been called legends in a long while, if ever, so that's perfect. Well, before we get stuck into this episode, Camilla, and by the way, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us this morning. I'm going to give you a typical The Rest is PR introduction and strap in listeners, because Camilla 
has been here, there and everywhere in her fantastic career. Camilla is a Metaverse Marketing and Gaming Partnerships Director at Demozo. She's the Metaverse Marketing and Gaming Partnerships Director at Demozo. And she is the Digital Content and Social Marketing Director in her own right. That's her job. That's been her job for, for, for a very long time. And she's previously worked for Dove. COTY Beauty, McDonald's, and many more of the world's most iconic brands. She's also, and this blows my mind because I don't think I could ever, ever do this. She's also been a guest lecturer at the University of Greenwich, and she's the host of the Web3 for Good podcast. So I feel under a bit of pressure today because... Yeah, we've got a podcasting pro. Exactly. I've never, ever dreamed of (laughs) remotely lecturing at any university about anything. I think I'd get eaten alive by university students, but you're also just a pro podcaster. First things first, Camilla, can you just tell us a little bit about your career so far and just how you came to be doing what you're doing with the Mozo as we sit here now? Yeah, happily. I mean, I should definitely jump back to your point about the university lecturing because there's a truth in that. You know, no matter how many big brands or meetings I've taken in the Empire State Building, nothing was more terrifying than standing (laughs) in a room of like Gen Zs. And I won them over. I opened it by telling them that I'd worked with Beyonce and a few gifts and I just kind of took it from there so yeah if anyone finds themselves in that situation gifts are are the best (laughs) form of communication for the (laughs) young'uns could not agree more I mean that's that's an absolute that's a route through the judgment from the younger generation isn't it gifts memes I mean I was also today years old when I learned that you've worked with Beyonce so I'm not I'd like to think I'm not a Gen Zer and I'm already hooked. Um, so there you go. I mean, talk us through like kind of your career so far, like working with like these incredible brands, these incredible names and how you came to be where you are now at Devozo and sort of utilizing those skills at an agency like ours. Yeah. So yeah, I've been kicking around for around 15 years now and been very, very fortunate to work with some of the world's most iconic brands. And my role has really been about how I take them through the different layers of emerging technology that we've had. So for example, when I first started my career, social media was just beginning and I was having the conversations with clients at we're still working agency side saying, thank you so much for this budget for, you know, a two page press release, but we should write a 125 character tweet instead. And so it was really about taking brands through social media for the first time. That was everything from a Facebook page, then it turned into an app, then you had Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and and it kind of has gone on and on. Where that kind of emerging technology has then grown has kind of been into then the tech that we use. So whether that's been augmented reality or smart speakers in the home and how brands can play a part in there to not just build a cult following, but also build communities. And then... The kind of term Web3, I've been an investor in for quite some time. And in the latest bear market, which is when the cryptocurrency or other kind of components of the industry have a peak, I was actually deep in the midst of my pregnancy. And so I wasn't quite ready to make a career jump. Uh, There was a real boom in these kind of new roles that were available, but it wasn't quite my time. And I emerged from maternity leave uh, and I was on the lookout now to kind of pivot my career from being broader in emerging technologies to kind of really hone down much more into Web3. And I reached out to an amazing mentor of mine called Kelly Vero, 
who's been on the podcast. She sure is the podcast. You know which podcast episode it, it is? I can't remember. This is putting us on the spot. Kelly's been on two. <laughs> Kelly's yes, been on two. Kelly's been been on Kelly, two Kelly was there like inside the first 10 i think scroll she was- all the way down then guys all yeah, the way down all the way down scroll all the way down listen to both of kelly's episodes because they're absolutely amazing. Kelly's episodes are and i'm sure a viewers of this episode on youtube will have seen me go <laughs> because i'm just a big big kelly vero fan but yeah sorry you were saying she's yeah. great well kelly just sent me one line and she just said you must meet jackie that was it <laughs> that was all she said and I kind of like, here I am. And I did as I was told. And I and I met Jackie for lunch. And we absolutely vibed um, and had really the same vision for where we could take not only the communications industry, but brands in the Web3 space who now needed to become iconic brands. So now here I am in the most innovative communications team um, with incredible, incredible people around me with some awesome clients who are building everything from the number one mobile metaverse, there's AI, there's no-code gaming. Like, it's absolutely unreal who hangs out in the house of Demozo. Hey, I like the house of Demozo. And, you know, Camilla, equally, you have brought a fire and an inspiration to the team, which has been amazing. You know, the, the sort of stuff that we're jamming on, putting together in terms of offerings, I'm so super excited about all because of, you know, your innovation, your creativity. So, you know, it's been absolutely brilliant having you on in the team. And, you know, you've literally, I can't remember time pre-Camilla now. So there you go. <laughs> there is oh, only I'm blushing. Camilla now. There is only post-Camilla when it comes. Oh, she's amazing. She's amazing. <laughs> BC. BC. <laughs> I love it. I mean, we've, I'm actually delighted, I'm obviously delighted that you're on the podcast because you're absolutely brilliant, but also we've done a recent podcast about the future of PR and we've actually spoken quite recently, Jackie and I, about where communications is heading to, you know, when it comes to AI and involvement in advancements of technology. So it's actually, it's really timely that you're on the podcast, given your experience and your skill set. And I want to kind of, we're going to touch on Web3, obviously, throughout this podcast in in just a moment, but just your position at Demozo and and that being a relatively new role when it comes to kind of this space in general, the kind of metaverse marketing and, and gaming partnerships, I suppose they're intrinsically linked aren't they because the metaverse is such a growing space i mean how is it that you've developed this skill set like what have your experiences with working with these brands in the past brought you in terms of like how you're able to look at the metaverse and approach that very new very unique area of marketing as it were look the secret is the foundations of marketing don't change you know, when we had the rise of influencer marketing, everyone was like, oh my God, 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 it's something new. But it's not. Sponsorship of personalities is nothing new in the playbook. So when we look at emerging technology, maybe that's just my approach. You know, I don't become terrified of the new, but look at those foundations and why it matters. So if we were to look at a space like a metaverse, like always, we're looking at the consumer. Right. So there we are. We're, and who is the consumer in the metaverse in this game, whether they're in Avakin Life, whether they're in Roblox, are they my consumer currently as a brand or are they my future consumer or a consumer that can elevate me to my consumer? And that is like inherently it. Right. How do we speak to them? And marketing as well, alongside PR, is entertainment. 
right? It is another form of entertainment and content creation. So for me, it's kind of putting those fundamentals into this new technology is kind of the recipe for success. Mm. So you're drawing a lot on your previous experience. And I love the fact that, I mean, I think you and I are very at one about the, the fact that everything's quite circular. You know, we see these things coming again and again, these new waves of technology, these new waves of influence of the consumer. But our fundamentals actually remain the same. Absolutely. I love this. I'm loving this. This is making this. I'm, I'm I'm learning loads here. By the way, how did you meet Vero? How did you meet Ms. Vero? We met on another emerging tech passion of mine. So I was in all the spare time that I did not have, obsessed with building technology to support women going through the menopause. Inspired by my mother going through it and being the hippie that she is wanting to do it oh natural yeah and I said to her but how did you like find the information and she's like well I, I didn't like there was nothing online like there's nothing in the store like I didn't and I was like ping like come on like this kind of community has to be there this abundance of content needs to be there and I was obsessed with it so I joined another community which I'm all for in this industry called women of wearables Oh, yeah. And they had a variety of lots of like in-person events and conferences. But I, at some point, they also just had like these Zoom like get togethers. And I don't know, like 30 of you would get in there and you'd all be these little squares and go around in a circle and say what you're up to. And then Kelly and I met on one of these and just and just continued to jam. And yeah, that's it, really. So we've kind of always I think by then she was doing like a high tech fabric. Yeah. And so it was kind of in this wearable world. So we followed each other through all the technologies, basically. That's fantastic. Love this. This actually leads me on quite nicely into something that I, I suppose I anticipated asking you about, but didn't put it in the document, which Jackie's very relieved about because she didn't read the document. And I'm so sorry, Camilla, that I didn't put it in the document. But like, you know, <laughs> Web3, new technologies. I think a lot of people have this, I'm not going to go as far as to say it's a misnomer, but have this kind of misinterpretation that, it's all for business development purposes. It's all for like, you know, certain industries are going to use AI. Certain industries are going to really utilize Web3. Certain industries are going to go into the metaverse and host meetings in the metaverse, et cetera, et cetera. But what you've just touched upon there is that there are real life, real world improvements that are being made day on day by these advancements in technology. I mean, is that something that you really like kind of advocate and you were really trying to kind of raise awareness of as opposed to kind of just the sort of certain things that people look at and go oh it's just a business thing oh it's just a tech thing I mean is that something that you're really supporting as it grows yeah I mean I wouldn't say I'm waving the flag but I definitely believe in it I mean if we categorize artificial intelligence in web3 you know it's been a real chat chat gbt mayhem but We've been using AI for a really, really long time. And the best way that technology breaks through is which AI has been doing forever is without you noticing, right? Mm. When the user experience is there, it should just improve your experience, right? So every chat function in the corner of a website that you talk to is an AI, right? The way that algorithms work on your social news feed is an AI. So for me, I know it already sits in our everyday lives. It's already there. And that is how people should be designing it. Yeah. 
like seamlessly, flawlessly without you knowing. The industry now does have a challenge where the user experience is, is clunky and that's that connection is gone. So that is really where the transformation will happen. So just on that clunky user experience, it's really interesting for me because we talk about metaverse being synonymous with Web3, but it's not. Metaverses came about in Web Two, or even possibly Web One. I'm not in. Maybe it was Web One, the Second Life, but it definitely in Web Two. And you head up the Avakin Life team, and that's Web Two mobile metaverse, which is extremely user friendly. It's got millions and millions of users, but a lot of people when they go into a Web Three environment find that user experience within those metaverses a little bit more challenging and particularly when it comes to wallets and transactions and nfts and cryptocurrency and buying digital land and all of that stuff that's very nascent i have to say in terms of technology so how do you think that user experience is going to change as maybe reflecting the more easy user experience that we see within the the Avakin Life metaverse. Yeah, and I might take that back a step and kind of do a build up for mm. listeners into and then why. So when we talk about Web three in general, it's actually a made up term. It's like a completely made up, made up thing. It was termed by Gavin Wood, who's the founder of the cryptocurrency Ethereum. So traditionally, we would see Web three as anything built on the blockchain. But it, the term more broadly means something different for everyone. So I would say like the mainstream adoption now of Web3 goes beyond blockchain and is more these emerging technologies. So as communication professionals, if we're thinking of it, we might think of not just blockchain, but gaming, artificial intelligence, augmented reality, virtual reality, and DAOs. Then if we talk about your question on metaverses. Exactly. A lot of these are what we would call web two, which means you probably just log in with your email. And that is how your data of who you are is captured. You have cookies dropped, you have a password, etc. Web three would mean that you log in with a cryptocurrency wallet. Now the clunkiness comes from setting up a MetaMask wallet right now is not a one click. It requires lots of clicks. There's no lost my password function. It's like 12 magic words that you have to put on a piece of paper. Do that and don't do what I did and lose that piece of paper because that Bitcoin from 15 years ago, I really wish I could access. Um, <laughs> but it's a sore spot. So this for our like user experience now that is like a one-click login is challenging because we want things that are easy and and quick online. So that is where that's coming from. And we're like trying to understand what's the benefit? Like, why should I put this extra effort in for it to be on my wallet where I can have all my NFTs and I can have all my different currencies and tokens? The mainstream consumer isn't quite clear on why that's beneficial to them. Yeah, for sure. And how do you, I mean, really, really interesting, but also I think it kind of informs my next question, which is that how do you, when you work with clients on these advancing technologies, a lot of what you said, and I like to think, you know, I'm down with all the terminology and I've done my research and all this sort of stuff. But a lot of what you just said, whilst very clear, 
I'm loath to use the word scary, but it's quite daunting because it's very, very new and very, very intricate. I mean, how do you not necessarily respond, but when you're working with clients on these advancing technologies, particularly when it comes to Web3, how do you put clients' minds at ease that this is, you know, a good thing and a useful thing and not something to be kind of daunted by and afraid of? How how, how do you kind of calm them down? So, so normally it's the other way around. Normally it's the clients who are doing the daunting thing and we have to get them to calm down the consumer. Yeah. So because these, there are the incredible minds out there who are just inventing awesome, awesome, awesome things, but we don't have the edu- the widespread education. So really it's about like two things for them. I always say like, how are we going to build trust that is like the most important asset of any brand? It doesn't matter if you're McDonald's. You know, I was working on campaigns for McDonald's where we had to do a whole campaign around that it's actually chicken and the chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah. And we took YouTubers to the farm to see the chickens. <laughs> um, or if you're building like a highly complex blockchain and cryptocurrency where you want people to like invest millions of dollars, right? And they don't know. They don't know just that, like, what does that currency mean? Where does it go? Is it regulated? Is it going to just go to the Maldives and I never see it again? (laughs) So trust inherently is the most important feature for you to have as a brand. And as communication professionals, for us to weave into our communication, so that's that's how it's built. And that comes from transparency as well. And these are also two like characteristics of Web3, right? That with blockchain, you totally expose yourself as a business. So that is like the trust and transparency to be at the forefront of what you're doing. And then the second thing is like simplification. You know, it's like, what's it called? The mum effect or the mum test? <laughs> like how how can you explain it to your mom, a five-year-old? And that needs to be cracked. No big long buzzwords because these things come in and out. Even the yeah. term web three, we have a client that we've just removed it from all their communications. Because like, what does it mean? Mm. Someone made it up, right? So we're just a game. We're just a game. Um, over complicated yeah no that's really really interesting i mean that's i mean that's great so i mean you host web3 for good podcasts right so clearly hosting a podcast called web3 for good means that you think and believe wholeheartedly that web3 is for good is a force for good how is it going to improve comms and that's a really really massive question but i'm just you know i'm i'm the hard-hitting question asking (laughs) right okay on this wednesday morning you know I think it's it definitely is like this. It, it, I'm not I'm not asking it to kind of catch you out. I'm I'm fairly certain it will be. I'm fairly certain it's, it's, it's going to. But I mean, what if you could say? I'm going to ask you to kind of do the mum test now. If you were to describe in three ways like how it's going to improve things, I mean, what would you say are the big takeaways from Web three as we kind of embark on this journey in this industry? Yeah. So for for communication professionals, look, it's we've been here before as I said, right? So ultimately, marketing foundations do not change. But this is the time now that we do need to be reskilling, adapting, thinking in a new creative way. Like that is what is is happening again. 15 years ago, 10 years ago, God, even five years ago, we would hear from like communication professionals like, oh, TikTok, I don't understand it. YouTube, I don't understand it. And it would just wipe their hands with it. And those businesses and those individuals fell behind. So now we are at the next reiteration. Like if you just think of it like that, like this came in, you know, we went from, ma- if you had stuck with magazines and newspapers, where would you be now? 
you know, if you just gone digital press, I don't understand it. I can't do it. So you have to always continue to learn and evolve. So we've, we've gone through print, we've gone through digital, and now we're coming through this kind of like interconnected galactic universe of, of how we communicate. So ultimately you have to re-educate, you have to experiment and you have to activate in a new way. The way that you tell a story can be so much more immersive and interesting. And probably what you have to do to capture the attention of a journalist is also going to be elevated, right? If you're speaking to a tech journalist, why are you sending them an email about Web3? Why not dropping them an NFT? Why not meaning it? I mean, Kelly gave me a hard time once. She was like, why did you send me a calendar invite for a video call? We'll obviously meet in the metaverse. Yeah. Like if you want to talk to me about Web3, I'm not doing That's that in Web2. Yeah. And so if you really want to stand out in this industry, use the technology. Be there. It would be like sending someone a letter to post a digital article. Like, why, why would you do that? Like, you know, use the technology in the space that you're in. So I'm excited. I think people, I mean, I don't know if anyone's doing it because, as I said, people that don't want to change, the journalists really want to do that. But why don't the journalists have an open wallet where people drop the press releases and an NFT in? So I think people just have to be a lot more creative. Kelly is certainly a very, very creative. Listeners will know that when Kelly's been on the podcast, both times she's had like NFTs, I think like behind her, like in her screen when she's on video calls. And like, yeah, she's, she someone, she's someone who embraces this. You know I mean? She's someone who has embraced this for so many years. And I think it's a really excellent point you make actually, which is that if, something really resonates with me is I remember my parents being like, oh, what is youtube and my dad who has been on the podcast and i'll do my classic hi dad thing in the podcast if you're listening you know my dad would be like oh what is you book and facetube and would make jokes like that but mm. like genuinely not really knowing what it what it actually was and what it did and then i remember so clearly when i was sort of i'm trying to remember off the top of my head how old i was but he came back and he was like oh, i've been asked to do some blockchain research and i've been asked to do a presentation on what blockchain means for for how we're going to continue to operate and i'm not i'm not saying he wasn't taking it seriously before but all of a sudden it was very clearly not a joke anymore all of a sudden it was very clear that he had to step up like yeah. he had to know he had to begin to learn what this was all about and i think your point absolutely stands strong which is that we should be not afraid of it but embracing you know how exciting these new things are and 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 looking to use them as often as we can it's interesting to me though as well because when we look at all the tools that we have at our disposal right now as communications professionals and the impactful tools that we can use, like podcasts, like video, like YouTube, you know, there's lots of channels, lots of tools that we can take advantage of. And I challenge us on this as well as an organisation. I still feel that we as communication professionals don't use the existing tools we have well enough you know, we should be doing much more video on websites. We should be, or you know, delivering many more messages via video. You know, we see a lot of the media that we are trying to get to write about our clients being much more content rich. And so, you know, we've got a bit of a battle with clients at the moment to get them to invest in, you know, giving more sort of visual and and audio content so do you think it's a bit of a stretch to say okay you haven't even got your head around 
all of this web two, and I know we're using web two, web three, but we haven't got your head around all these other things that we should really be doing. And now you're telling them, are we telling them that they want to be holding their press conferences in the metaverse? Or what, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's a total stretch. And I don't think that it has to be for everyone. Again, relevancy comes down to it. But if you are inherently a web three native business, and that is how you plan to build and communicate, then you should be showing the proof point in that process. Sure. But you have to be, as you said yourself, you've got to educate a lot of the people who aren't necessarily Web3 savvy, but could be influential in the whole education journey and the process of bringing people in. So there is a bit of a hybrid effect, isn't there? Definitely. But let's say you're an institutional brand of 150 years. Yeah. And... You are still working with your agencies to crack your TikTok strategy. And there is no integration of blockchain in your business yet. Maybe you're having some conversations about integrating it for supply chain or certification. But when I sometimes look at those kind of iconic brands who do these kind of novelty activations, I think there's no harm in it because, again, experiment and play. Maybe today. (laughs) Oh, okay. Let's see. So... Oh, there's so many. Look, a lot of brands right now are doing, we've got like Dove did a piece with Girls for Games, which, you know, connected with them that it stood for bringing more diverse body shapes to gaming. But you couldn't actually go play with those yeah, body shapes. It was just a statement. Yeah. So for me, like that wasn't enough. That sure, was kind of like the opposite. Not. But if... Say, for example, like they then started sending their press releases of NFTs. And they'd be like, whoa, why are you doing that? That's unnecessary. So I think it's about picking where you integrate this technology that is relevant for your business, relevant for who you're communicating with, is very different for an institutional brand versus a startup in the space. But don't you think, let's just go a little bit wild with our imaginations. And I get told off by clients for this all the time. It was quite funny yesterday. I was doing a messaging and positioning session with a new client. And she just said, Jackie, can we just get that back to what we do have? <laughs> Instead no, of what no, we, we can't. Have. <laughs> no, we're going to get it down to this. We're going to go wild with this. <laughs> but um, yeah, just, you know, just, just looking ahead. It, don't you think it would be some of those iconic brands who might be the ones that drag everybody kicking and screaming into this, you know, brave new world? I mean, let's say if, if McDonald's started delivering a Happy Meal NFT with a fortnight, sorry, McDonald's, you should be listening to this because I can give you some great ideas, but, you know, with a fortnight skin in it, then, you know, that would be, everybody would be going, we've got to be doing the same thing. This is insane. Nike would be doing deals with Fortnite, they'd be customizing all sorts of skins and in a happy meal, we'd be doing fidgetal stuff, you know, it'd be great. Yeah. We kind of need that to happen, don't we? Agreed. So institutional adoption will be what will move the masses. But what I think is important from a brand planning point of view is that you continue to see that through because this is where we could lose the trust. Let's say McDonald's brings in 10 million new people onto blockchain probably within a few days, right? If this yeah. was a, if this was with a, on a nice happy chappy meal, if they then finish it there or they don't give them the right education on how to be safe in this space, then that is 
going to have a really negative effect on the industry. So we need institutionals to come to the party for sure, but they need to have a long-term plan. And we saw this with the NFT spike when a lot of brands did NFT collections. But now what? I've literally invested in something from your bit. Like I've invested. How are you going to continually reward me? And everyone's tired and I can't be bothered to keep up the discord or keep giving them rewards or whatever. They didn't think through what else needs to keep happening because it is on the blockchain for life. Yeah. And, and it that's is what asset, they need to consider. Yeah. The thing you own for life until you choose to sell it. And they have to maintain these things. They have to maintain coding. They have to maintain yeah. websites. Like you have to really think about what you're putting forward and, and can you sustain it? So I'm looking forward to moments like that for sure. Absolutely. And I hope that that kind of planning is underway now. Who's furthest ahead then? I think this links quite nicely onto like where I kind of like to to finish the episode other than to ask any tips you have about hosting podcasts because you just have such a lovely way of speaking on a podcast. I'm like, I could speak to you all day because I'm just in awe of like the sound quality and just how good you are at podcasts. Um, but we, we're going to talk about that towards the end. But when it comes to kind of partnerships, obviously you deal with gaming partnerships, mm. your role at Demozo. We've spoken a little bit about that, you know, Jackie's idea of mcdonald's partnering with fortnite oh, I mean, no doubt it's going to take off now we're going to pitch that after this call that's, actually yeah, yeah. i'm going to have to draw really contracts up it. and yeah you know it's going to be all sorts of you know you've set a minefield up for me there jackie in terms of the legal ramifications of what we've just done in terms of a great idea uh, i'm joking obviously yeah. like who's furthest ahead when it comes to it feels like this is a bit of a loaded question because i'm imagining the games industry has really, really taken hold of of this whole space. Like they they really do utilize this to its fullest extent insofar as we're able to right now. I mean, who would you consider to be right now, not even in terms of just specific organizations, although feel free to name them, but in terms of industries, right? Who's leading the way? Who can we learn from when it comes to how they're utilizing these new technologies? Yeah, and that's a great question. Look, gaming is absolutely the forefront and has sort of like unfairly been put into web three. Another guy you can follow is James Watley. who's another great mentor of mine. Who's like a great grumpy old man who hates the metaverse and loves gaming. And so therefore wants like wants gaming back. And I think, but he has some true points, right? Gaming is nothing new. And what is amazing about gaming that puts it at the forefront is First of all, like the community-driven elements, the opportunity to play, meet, interact, and have that community infrastructure with you at all times. The entertainment value is so high. You know, that immersive experience that you can dive into, whether that's deep into a virtual reality game or just on your desktop playing, you know, Roblox. So gaming has been really at the forefront and that is attracting the most brand partnerships currently. And that is because it has the numbers, right? And they can prove it. So they can say, you know, Avakin Life, you know, for example, has over 250 million registered players. Insane. With like well over a million, you know, monthly users. So it's, they're big numbers. Not only that, like we, I was just running a report recently around the investment changes from social media to gaming. So the average dwell time now on a digital ad is 0.9 seconds. So we used to say like, get the messaging in in the first three seconds, make your ad six to 15, 0.9. That is the average time people spend on an ad. 
So you compare that to the minutes or more commonly hours that people spend in gaming or meeting friends in metaverses, let alone the quality of engagement. You know, if we think of a, a Zoom call, I might have three tabs open and be checking other things. But if I'm in VR, I am 100% immersed. So I think what they are just offering is this wholly new experience with your consumer that you can have as a brand versus the very crowded place of social media, the very small kind of eyeballs you get in print and out of home. It's just like a whole new world of numbers. And the data we can track is outstanding as well. That's very interesting because I work, as you know, with a lot of ad tech. And when privacy is now, all the privacy rules are sort of hitting, which is really affecting the ad tech industry um, because the data isn't as accessible because of privacy. How do you do you see that translating into the metaverse world? Yeah, I mean, especially like the younger generation are so clued up about privacy. You know, my mother as a baby boomer is always in the strife, right? Something's been hacked, something's in there. My cousins, on the other hand, you know, every firewall is up in their computer. So I think there will be just a mandatory space in there. Mm. And if any brands, by the way, right, 0.9 seconds, right? You heard that statistic, right? However, we have a fantastic dedicated group of community of listeners who also watch us on YouTube. If any brands want to just like get in touch, I'll put, <laughs> I'll, I'll put, I'll put your product right there, right? If you're watching on YouTube, I'm putting it to my left. I'll yeah, put it right there. <laughs> right? Okay, exactly. Like Camilla is brilliantly demonstrating when it comes to phones. We'll do any products, right? Okay, we can advertise <laughs> in this and 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 it will get seen. But no, I think there's a serious point there, isn't there? Which is that actually, you know, you're so right. I, th- I think it's coming down and down. I mean, Jackie and I use a phrase quite regularly, the attention economy, you know, use a term, the attention economy. And that's, it's narrowing, it's streamlining, mm-hmm. it's diluting, you know, whatever term you want to use for it, you know, six seconds becomes three seconds becomes like you just said under one second becomes fractions of that even you know in 5 10 15 20 years and we're going to have to find new and unique ways of of utilizing these technologies and cut through as well you know you you're talking about you know the attention economy but now i'm hearing people talk about how you know you how you remember a message not only get a message and see a message but also how you remember it and apparently there's a lots of research being done to show that you remember stuff through sound a lot mm. better than you remember it through you know visuals so you know from us from us as communicators we have so many opportunities with all of these new technologies in terms of sound, in terms of 3D, AR, VR, NFTs, all these different channels, all these things we can use. And But I loved where Camilla really brought it down right at the start to say, nothing's changed fundamentally. Yeah, exactly. You know, the principles remain the same. The relevance, the you know, the, how you make sure that you're using the relevant channels with your relevant messages to your relevant audiences. Those principles won't won't change. Absolutely right. Just to finish off then, because to go from fundamentals of advertising, fundamentals of digital marketing, to something I hold very close to my heart, and I'm always looking to learn more about the fundamentals of podcasting. You're a pro. Tell us a little bit about any tips you have for any wannabe podcasters out there. And also, 
bit of an opportunity for yourself as well, Camilla, to just mm. tell us a little bit about your podcast, because we love kind of supporting other podcasts as well. Tell us a little bit about Web3 for Good. We'd love to get our listeners involved in listening to that as well, if we can manage it. Well, the Web3 for Good podcast is on a mission to uncover the greatest innovators, thinkers and creators building the next reiteration of our online lives. I am the host, Camilla Perkis-White, and... I feel like I should get tips from you because you've done about gazillion more eps than I have, <laughs> but I love podcasting. It's been, again, a wonderful medium to play with. To do another name drop, another person I totally aspire to is Deborah Francis White from The Guilty Feminist. And she always says, podcasts are radio shows that the men can't stop us making. <laughs> And oh, it was, it's just so true. Like to have this voice, to have this soapbox is, is unreal. Web3 for Good, you know, really came from this deep passion of mine of individuals and industries using this technology for like just epic good. You know, Gina Anderson from Honey Badgers, who in the middle of COVID, when couldn't raise money for her menstrual cup charity in Africa, collaborated to make an NFT and a DAO that transformed her funding model, but also the entire setup of her business to put a charity on the blockchain. Her business no longer had to be audited. You could watch where your five pounds went and how it was spent to make a menstrual cup and, and kind of every where every cent went. Her cost of moving funds internationally like reduced dramatically. And stories like this all the way down to like digital fashion designers where we get in like really heated debates about, well, is this going to be better for sustainability or what's the future going to look like? And we talk about, you know, like I rent some of my clothes, physical clothes, and she's like, well, imagine if you could be renting your digital clothes and actually the value of your outfit will go up rather than down per wear. So I was obsessed by kind of all these incredible innovators. It's just the most epic way to meet your heroes as well. Have like a, just a jam with them. And I would recommend it to anyone. You know, I think it's, I was just mentoring actually an amazing young individual who has in a totally different genre, a podcast called, oh my God, she's not private. And <laughs> it's a sex positive podcast. But again, <laughs> fundamentals didn't change. And we had a jam. I kind of told her everything I knew, every mistake I'd made with editing and, you know, and off she goes. And she yeah. gets to have this release and gift that she wants to give to the world for podcasting so you know my point is talk about what you're passionate about it's almost the reverse like don't worry about your consumer like you know think about yeah, it's weird, what you it? want be really selfish what you want who do you want to meet what do you want to talk about and I promise you there are thousands of people out there that that think the same it's really weird isn't it it's kind of like and if you build it they will come yeah. to the field of dreams. And I think that really reflects where one of the, the you know things we were talking about with tech and the advancement of communications will be able to much more easily micro-target people against yeah. their passions and communicate in a much more real and valuesome way with people as, as we go on as well. We could talk about Web3 all day. We could talk about the advanced, advances in technology all day. You, you and I know this, Camilla, because a lunch <laughs> is, it can turn very easily into a tea. So, you know, let's 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 go for lunch. Let's just- Yeah, shall we? I'll meet you down the street, yeah. 
I'll order oh, a yeah, of sure, rosé. Fine, yeah, fine. You guys go for lunch. Yeah, okay, cool. I'll go and be Northern Irish. You can edit the podcast episode. Things, but... Yeah, exactly. I'll just edit. Yeah, fine. Okay, whatever. No, no. Actually, you know, to finish on this, actually, Camilla, it's re- I'm really glad you said what you just said as well. Actually, in, in in the way you said it, because we're not trying to say it in like a derisory way, like, oh, forget about the consumer. We obviously care about our listeners a great deal, but you're so right. Like we 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 set the podcast up 50 plus episodes ago, and I'm going to keep reminding our listeners of that because we're very, very proud of it. Um, yeah, we set the podcast up, you know, last year. I can't believe it's almost been a year now since we've since we started doing it. In fact, it has it has been over a year because we're yeah, plus. Uh, so so it's extraordinary that it's been going for a year every week for over a year, which is an incredible achievement. But we've gone from it being a very PR centric podcast and we're delighted to still do some PR specific episodes. This one's touched on PR and we try and bring it back as often as we can. But Jackie and I about halfway through the series so far, the series of podcasts we've had so far just sort of went, do you want to talk about other stuff as well? But there's other stuff that's kind of occurring to us that is quite important and that we'd really like to talk about. And do you want to get some guests on who want to talk about that instead? And, you know, it's, I think you're so right. And, I'm glad we called it the rest is PR now. Thank Jackie for that because you know I was talk- just copying the others. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Well, yeah, you know, we just hit the top of a load of Google searches. Yeah. People, the rest, the rest is politics is- and the rest oh, is history. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, we'll go with PR. Fine, why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just to finish, I think it's a really important point. Anybody looking to do any podcasts like this one, like the brilliant Web3 for Good podcast or anything else like that. Yeah, you're so right. You know, talk about what you're passionate about because it's infinitely more listenable to. Mm. if you're passionate about what you talk about so so thank you for that and um, and thank you so much for coming on the podcast we are delighted to have had you on we'd love to have you back on again maybe with you both at lunch recording from a lunch and i'll and i'll just be here it's like that there's that one though it's like drunk women reading history or something We could do that. Yeah, we could do that. But drunk um, women writing press releases. So yeah, I mean, like last last the last one we did when we were talking, I want I really want to write at some day. One of my great objectives is just to send out a press release that is saying this is just an uh, the headline, just another fucking press release. <laughs> no, Jackie, no, we've gone forty five minutes. I dropped the F bomb. Um, in my very early in my career we put something about like check out these tits or something (laughs) in a headliner I remember I remember the way we used it was really smart there was like no tits the RSPB or something was it (laughs) it was so good I remember we were just like high-fiving all around that we'd just been so damn witty the open rate was strong yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Yeah. There are going to be people listening to this on uh, all major streaming platforms, might I say, listeners, uh, available on all major streaming platforms. And they're going to be going, it says explicit next to the title. And I have no <laughs> idea why. Like, why Why is, why is there the word oh, next to it? it? And then the last two minutes of the episode, they'll go, oh, <laughs> right, great. Yeah, cool. Now I know. We've been heading towards <laughs> this moment of the podcast. Camilla, in order to swear more, I've no doubt, but also to speak more about all things Web3, all things advancing technologies, new technologies, we would love to have you back on the podcast if you'll have us. It would be great to have you at some point in the future if, if you'd love to come on. Anytime, guys. And in the meantime, I'll be listening closely to every episode. 
Uh, you are a superstar. Thank you so, so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. A few T's and C's before we finish, listeners. As always, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so. Info at therestispr.com or info at demozo.com. Uh, we'll respond to both of those email addresses. You can also visit both websites attached to those email addresses. Therestispr.com for all things podcast and demozo.com for all things demozo. And the agency, as you can tell from having listened to the wonderful Camilla, is continuing to just go from strength to strength and we're absolutely delighted with all the brilliant work we're getting up to just at the moment you can also follow us at the rest is pr on twitter capital t capital r capital i on x or on x now yeah i mean whatever yeah fine you know and he brought x videos elon where are you i've been sending you dms emails we want you on the podcast just get in touch it's that simple via the email addresses i've just said and you can also message us Jackie Vores, Lyle Fulton on LinkedIn will always reply to that media as well. Jackie, same yeah. time. Not on a Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. Not on a Wednesday because Jackie needs to go to upholstery class. Stitches. Go exactly. And, and the last thing we want is poor Arlo walking in on another Wednesday morning <laughs> and being given short shrift as the, as the podcast environment is set up by jackie but listeners thank you so much for joining us on this the latest episode of the rest is pr we will see you next week for another fantastic episode but for the time being from camilla from jackie and myself it's bye for now